Welcome to Mystical Musings, May 17th, 2015, here in the Library of Colorado Heights University, beaming out from the highest place in the Mile High City with Myron McClellan and myself, Lawrence Phillips. Those of us who identify as spiritual but not religious, who are non-sectarian, non-denominational, non-doctrinaire, are the fastest growing demographic of the sacred communities in America. Thank you for joining us today for creating our community of mystics, people finding unity with God, the breath of life, the gentle whisper, the great spirit. As a community of mystics who know spiritual apprehension of truths beyond the intellect, I am because we are. I am because we are one, celebrating body and spirit. Today's musing is on the gravitas of gratitude. In this musing, we explore gratitude as a mystical state of being rather than just a compendium of practices. Mystics have a natural gratitude born of the experience of God as benevolent, an all-loving creator, and of life as a meaningful and blessed journey. And we have daily practices of expressing that gratitude in prayer and spoken appreciation. We also have a silent gratitude as we stand in awe of the beauty of nature, the beauty of artistic creations, the holding of a newborn, the intimacy of being with loved ones. Some days we're aware of our blessings, eh, some days not. Sometimes we say thank you, some days we forget. But when we move fully into gratitude as a state of being, there are no off days. We live the gratitude. This Sunday, we offer suggestions of how to move into a deepening, more substantial state of gratitude. Gravitas was one of the Roman virtues, along with piety, dignity, and virtue. Gravitas may be translated as weight, seriousness, dignity, importance, and connotes a certain substance or depth of personality, heart, and soul. 
Gratitude is the quality of being thankful and includes a readiness to show appreciation and to return kindness and derives from the Latin for pleasing and thankful and is directly related to grace. Gratitude is a feeling or attitude and and has historically been a focus of many of the world's religions and has been considered extensively by moral philosophers. The discipline of psychology, which has predominantly explored distress rather than positive emotions, has only begun to study gratitude around the turn of this current millennium. There is, for many mystics, a natural, cellular, organic sense of gratitude just for our being alive that is wonderfully illustrated in the following story. While I was sitting with the Dalai Lama in one of his public presentations, I had the remarkable experience of his beautiful insight of how very special, how profound, how rare in all the known and unknown universes it is for us to be incarnated as human beings. It is as if a monk or a nun were to toss a large hoop toward the water at the edge of the ocean. And at the precise moment that the hoop is about to touch the water, a dolphin rises out from the depths and jumps through the hoop. The likelihood of such an occurrence is how rare, no matter our life circumstances, according to the Dalai Lama, and special and privileged it is to be incarnated as a human being. So in this context of the extraordinary gift of human life, please receive today this core mantra, starting in the inhalation, about a count of three to five, four maybe. I am here now in this with you gratefully. So as I go on for just a little while, practice with the breathing that mantra, I am here now in this with you gratefully. The I am is the identity. The here now is the location. In that is the direction and the context, and with you gratefully is the essential connection and attitude. So notice if you can listen and do your breathing mantra at the same time. So you're going to be rubbing your tummy (laughs) and patting your head as we proceed. And if you get lost, just pick it up wherever you find it. So we begin with the I am. Our body's 40 trillion cells are all made up of atoms, and each atom is 99.9 to the 12th power, empty space. The dense parts of the atom come out of an energy field into particle matter and then disappear back into nowhere, back into an energy field. 
We are continuously physically changing from an energy life field into a partially physical form in dense matter, mostly not here. In fact, we are only 0.0 to the 12th 1% physically here. We are basically holograms. I am profoundly grateful that I am here at all. <laughs> we humans are barely here as energy fields and ever so slightly as particles coalescing around karma, prayer, and intention. So more than a thing, since things are barely here anyway, so more than a body, mind, heart, and spirit, we're really a relational dynamic. Bucky Fuller said, I seem to be a verb. <laughs> and so more fundamentally than things, we are actions. And the fundamental actions are thinking, feeling, sensing, moving, and spiriting. And so we know ourselves, our I am, by thinking, most famously, the cogito from Descartes in 1615, I think, therefore I am. But we also, what's been left out just a wee bit, we also know ourselves by our hearts, by our feelings, by our fears and angers and griefs on the darker side, and our creativities and our loves and our joys on the lighter. We know ourselves by sensing our bodies, seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, touching, but also kinesthesia, the sense of the body from inside, proprioception, where the body is in space, and even ESP, for some of us, extrasensory perception. We know ourselves by embodied moving, especially our breathing. We know ourselves by spiriting, our relationship with what God is for us, the Holy Spirit, the universe, life, Father Sky, Mama Gaia, we know our I am through our thinking, feeling, sensing, moving, and spiriting. Are you breathing? <laughs> I am here now with you in this, gratefully. We live our fundamental actions located in space and time, hence the miraculous I am embodied in space and time here now. We embody at a particular place in a particular time. This is the core to the human experience as we know it so far. Through the grace, the grace of the mystic one, our embodiments exist in a place and at a time offering us the miracle of presence of home, as well as the huge opportunity given to us by time unfolding of being and becoming and transforming. Here, in this lovely space, worshiping the mystic before the altar of the great mountain, now, in this eternal moment of unfolding presences. Now, at an amazing point in human history, wherein we are forming virtually before our eyes the exonervous system of Mama Gaia via the evolving internet, while huge transformations continue to develop with increasing regularity. Truly, we have incarnated in interesting times in this particular now.
I am here now, in this, with you, gratefully. In this, for mystics, the core direction is inward. The answers are within. And from within, we note our thisness, our situation, our sense of presence and the way we're perceiving it, our inward as well as outward circumstances. With you, beloved partner, beloved friends, beloved self, beloved avatar, be that Jesus or Buddha, Mother Mary, so many great adepts and avatars have come to us. They give us that relational sense that is fundamental in the spirit realm. With you, that which is greater than I, beyond me, with you is our fundamental sense of connectedness in life and with the mystic life. And thus I am here now in this with you, gratefully. Meister Eckhart, uh, Eckhart, excuse me, Meister Eckhart famously said, if you have only one prayer, let it be, thank you. Gratefully, a fundamental come from attitude, the unconditional joy of presence. Thank you for the huge privilege of sharing this presence, of being here now with you, gratitude overflowing. Gratitude, overflowing. In Yiddish, it's kfelling, overflowing. Thank you. Thank you. Paraphrasing from the presence process, we are here now in this awake and alive. We are human beings and yet so much more. We are within matter, vibration, fully present and conscious. Through our shared presence, we look upon each other with love and therefore with recognition. We are here to remember you as me and me as you. We are awakening together from the spell of time, singing the song called Life Eternal Now and Forever. As we embrace present moment awareness, we perceive what flows beneath the changing surface of the world. We feel the invisible force of what source is, embracing, holding, moving us mysteriously yet deliberately toward destiny. We are grateful for all our past experiences, whether they were harsh or glamorous. We are grateful for all experience to come because we know that whatever flows toward us does so on a river of grace. Namaste. I noticed watching you come in today that I had this smile on my face. I was borderline giggling. It was just so good to see you. And I noticed some new people here and our old friends and some people who haven't been here for a while. 
And uh, Nathani is here with us today, who is our recording engineer. And we welcome him and, uh, and also Natasha. So this 2015 year, we've been talking a lot about felt oneness with all that is. We have talked about being intimate with one another, with the divine presence and with all the kingdoms, the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, the mineral kingdom. We have endeavored to come closer and closer to the divine presence, to have a sense of intimacy with it, to have the felt experience of oneness by walking through the garden and just knowing that everything there is a manifestation of the same thing you are a manifestation of and that it rejoices and is alive and lives in praise and you can feel it. And so that has really been a theme, being close, living oneness, feeling it. We talked about having affectionate names for God. We talked about calling God the beloved or whatever else may work for us. We talked about the realization that there is nothing here on the planet that is not made of God and that does not have the God in it, the God energy in it, nothing. So we've been discovering that it's really a friendly world, not a hostile one. It's here for us, we're here for it. We talked also about relating to Mother Earth as a divine being, Mother Gaia, and moving toward intimacy with her as well. So for those of you who haven't been here, that's what we've been up to. And uh, we're so glad you're here. Again, for people who haven't been here, uh, a big part of our service here, a big part of our gathering, uh, is sitting in silence together. And so after the music is done, we sit in silence. The music is meant to bring us into silence. It's not a performance. It's meant to bring us into silence together because that is so rich and wonderful. And as we hear our people with open minds and open hearts sharing that space, it is awesome. So thank you for coming today. It's great to see you. Or not.
spontaneous compositions that take 70 years to create with your help. Myron started playing when he was four years old, was playing for the governor of West Virginia at seven in tails. Could you just, <laughs> could you just imagine a little Myron in tails? <laughs> I saw a picture of him and he was just adorable. <laughs> Thank you. A really fun thing to do with the mantra is at the end, when you get to the gratefully, you gratefully on the last exhale, hold the exhale out. Just hold it out as long as you can. No strain. Don't, don't be choking in here. That's not the point. <laughs> but just hold it out as long as you can and wait till your body's urge calls the inhale. So try it with me for just one moment. I am here now in this with you gratefully. changes the I am just a little bit. In the face of the huge darknesses that at times seem to surround us, war, famine, disease, poverty, radically changing climate, racial tensions, more refugees, almost 40 million this year than ever before, earthquakes, many different kinds of natural disasters with seemingly increasing frequency and intensities. The decay of so many institutions, including the NFL, is nothing sacred. (laughs) Political gridlock. In the face of all this, each month, I search out evidence for positive transformations, but not just positive, but potential transformations that could affect millions if not billions of us. And so here are this month's three candidates for incipient evidence for mass positive transformation. An ongoing musings theme has been how the search for extraterrestrial life keeps evolving. Current searching for extraterrestrial life has been focusing on listening to radio signals from the hundred billion stars in our own Milky Way galaxy. Recent theorizing, however, has it that habitable planets have probably been present for at least 10 billion years and that a spacefaring civilization would be able to colonize the entire galaxy in a few hundred million years and therefore would be everywhere by now which they are thus far apparently not. And thus humans are the only intelligent life in our particular galaxy. But perhaps we are looking in the wrong places and that rather than other solar systems, we need to be checking out other galaxies. And this is exactly 
what an astronomer at Penn State University has done recently with over 100,000 galaxies so far, revealing that while most galaxies probably do not host life, a small percentage tantalize with the possibility that they might just contain empires of alien species. Just a few short years ago, we did not know of other possibly habitable planets, and now there are many. One further significant step, and thus incipient evidence, is that now we are looking in the directions that might just offer answers to the age-old question, are we alone in the universe? Incipient evidence number one. Then there is the incipient evidence for mass transformation that is near and dear to my heart. There is a scientist engineer based in London who is creating a robot cook <laughs> that is as good as a cordon bleu chef, but which can be installed in our homes. A recent demonstration yielded, according to those present, an excellent crab bisque. <laughs> the robot chef sports a pair of dexterous robotic hands suspended from the ceiling, which can, be, which can assemble ingredients, mix them and cook them, and then serve them with the flourish of a professional. The robot's finesse comes from the precise copying of a particular human chef who provides a template for the required algorithms. Two temporary current limitations, however, are the probable $15,000 price tag and the fact that the current iteration doesn't do dishes. <laughs> Talk about gratitude. I would be most grateful for a robot chef cooking us excellent meals. Incipient evidence? You decide. But on to a more serious transformational evidence comes from Africa. Africa is beginning to be known as a pioneering continent. With the advent of flying donkeys that can carry 22 pounds of cargo over distances of up to 75 miles, supplying medicine to remote villages and food to refugees. The flying donkeys are, of course, drones, which have become inexpensively available in our country, even at Bed Bath & Beyond. Just saw one recently, 100 bucks, you get your own flying donkey. <laughs> Africa is ideal for drones as the airspace is not congested and bad roadways mean that demand for cheap cargo is huge. Such technological transformations are becoming commonplace in Africa. Mobile phones are almost everywhere. Just saw a remarkable picture recently of a Maasai warrior taking a selfie. Mobile phones are almost everywhere and even the most remote villages. And in just a few years, almost every African will have a mobile phone, with 50% being smartphones within the decade. Millions of unbanked Africans are being brought into the financial system with mobile money, which is in turn spurring more innovation. With phones reducing the cost of collecting small premiums, firms are using mobile money to sell life insurance policies to people with HIV, Insurers are reminding their clients via cell phones to take their meds. 
Online education is now being made available to young people via, via phone technologies where the educational systems are weak and often require students to walk many miles. Media as well is also transforming in Africa offering news to people who had only had word of mouth previously and now can get local reports daily on fires, murders, school graduations, and hospital improvements. Technology is opening hitherto unreachable markets. So much is changing so fast in Africa. Hence, this month's evidence for incipient mass positive transformation. Namaste. Lawrence came up with this great title, The Gravitas of Gratitude, which just means deepening the sense of gratitude and living it, living it. Since we've been talking about it, I just stop so many times and think of how grateful I am for everything that is. How grateful I am for all the many blessings we all have. How grateful I am for this community. How grateful I am for my partner, my home, my garden, my work. Just, it's such a sweet feeling. It's like when you think about gratitude, you automatically smile if you're saying, I'm so grateful for all these blessings. So those of us on a spiritual path start out with gratitude because we are amazed that what we were told about God in Sunday school is not the truth. God is a punishing, judging being, not the truth. So the biggest relief comes when in spiritual experience, you realize that God really is love and that love is God. And that's life transforming, absolutely life transforming. And then it's also the fact that in that moment, we realize that life has meaning, that this is not random and chaotic, and that my life as an individual has a purpose. Everyone's life has a purpose. And that's why we can go to the beloved in gratitude and offer ourselves as who we really are. That's the gift that we give to the beloved, is the gift of being authentic and being who we exactly are. That's the way we say thank you for all of the blessings. As we grow together as a community, I can feel the gratitude swelling. How blessed we are. How awesomely blessed we are. 
I had an experience 25 years ago or something that offered a different kind of gratitude. I had been at the piano for a couple of hours and I had just pushed back the bench and stood up and I found myself saying aloud, I am so grateful for my life. Not anything about my life, just for my life. And it was a revelation and I moved into a deeper sense of gratitude then, which has been sustained. I noticed after that, too, I was more keenly aware of the silent gratitude that comes when we stand in awe of nature or some beautiful symphony or some wonderful relationship or some baby, some newborn. We stand in awe and in adoration. These are moments of adoration to the Creator, how beautiful everything is and how we adore the Creator for being in our lives as a loving presence and creating with us this magnificent world. Those silent moments are all adoration. And adoration is a deep form, a really deep form of gratitude. I had an experience after that in which I was praying with a new friend, also a spiritual teacher. And at the end of the prayer, he said, I love you, God. I love you, Mother. I love you, Father. I love you, Great Spirit. I love you, Mama Gaia. I love you. And until he said that, I hadn't thought of actually speaking those words, actually saying to God, I love you. From the bottom of my heart, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for opening my heart to the wonders of your creation. It was a very powerful moment for me. And I continue that practice. I know we all practice gratitude. You know, we wake up in the morning saying, thank you for the day. We go to bed at night saying, thank you for the night. We bless our food with prayer of thanksgiving. All day long, we exist in gratitude without even thinking about it. Now, with the new energies available to us with this wave of evolution, 
we move into being the gratitude ourselves, of bringing the gratitude into ourselves so deeply that it's unmistakable, not just to us, but to everyone else. The Dalai Lama said, if you are grateful, then you are in a place of holiness. And that really is true. It does take us into the realm of the deeply sacred. A few weeks ago, I had a clear message from guidance that said, in order truly to be in gratitude and to practice it and to know it and to share it, you must first love yourself and be grateful for all of your life. And then I was shown, like all of my life, from the time I was an infant on, and I found myself grateful for all of it, not just the expansions, but also the contractions, not just the joy, but also the pain, not just the clarity, but also the fear, not just the exuberance, but also the sadness. Our individual lives, every minute of it is an occasion for rejoicing, is an occasion for being grateful. Every moment. <clears throat> and that feeling just was pervasive in me. It was a gift of grace. And thereafter, I have practiced it a lot. And it always makes me smile. And when one of those embarrassing moments come up from the past that the shame body wants to come and tell you what you did wrong, with this attitude, you bless it. It's no longer a detour. It's no longer something wrong. It's no longer something that we did that was not on the mark. It is beautiful and we enfold it in gratitude because without it, we wouldn't be growing. Our hearts wouldn't be open. Without our hearts being broken, they can't be open. We have to go through all of that and have profound, gratitude for it. So as a practice, just looking at the life and blessing it and see how blessed it is. And then as those memories overcome us, we feel the feelings, but then we acknowledge what a gift it was. Recently, I've had um, several friends who have been having a really, really hard time. And 
to a person, they have said to me after talking about the pain that is in their lives, they have said, I know this has a purpose. I know this is helping me grow. And so I'm going to open to it. I'm not going to run away from it. I'm not going to try to uh, shortchange it. I'm not going to try to stop it in any way. I want to be in it and I want to thoroughly be in it because I know the more that I'm there, the more that I can awaken. And it has been sustaining people through these difficult times. That knowledge, that knowledge where we can say, thank you that I have to have this surgery. Thank you that I have to lose this friend to death. Thank you for all of those heartbreaking times. Thank you for my confusion. Because if I didn't have confusion, I couldn't grow. Because it's confusion that disorganizes our knowledge and allows uh, the new to come in. So that is blessed also. Another thing that was said to me last week, I think, or the week before, recently, was to make a practice of complimenting yourself. Of saying, I am so glad I am me. And I'm so glad you have these talents. And I'm so glad that you're in this situation. And you're a really terrific person. You really are. You've got it going on. So it's, it's also a wonderful present. And again, the Dalai Lama says, every time you love yourself, you are loving God and you are changing the collective. Every time you love yourself, it's going out there and having a very powerful effect. And it's a beautiful experience because it does not come from the ego because it doesn't compare you with other people. We see every other person then and their beauty. Once you can see your own, you can see the beauty in everyone. And it's an awesome way of being in the world. So those two practices were given to me to share with you in this musing. And I find that I do them kind of all day long, not just when I sit in the morning or when I sit in the evening, just all day long, giving myself compliments, also just being so grateful for everything. And it changes the energy of any wounds you have to be grateful for them. It really changes them changes the energy so they don't feel like wounds. They feel like teachers. And if throughout the day 
I can say to myself, go have some good sessions. You're good at what you do. So go do that. Go play the piano. Be happy. You've got that. And thank you for playing the piano. It's really a, just a wonderful practice, and it can only come from the heart. Because it can't come from the ego because you're not comparing yourself to anyone. And that's what ego is, is when we think we're better or worse than anyone else. It has nothing to do with ego. Because when we are praising ourselves, we are praising the Creator. When we are praising ourselves, we're praising the creation. We are praising all of humanity. It doesn't matter who they are. We are, that's an act of praise. But it has a particular quality that is extremely deep and transformative. Yesterday, I had an episode of profound and prolonged grief for debilitating. For hours, I was grieving. And Lawrence would offer to help in any way he wanted to, but he didn't want to take me out of the feeling. And I didn't want to take myself out of the feeling. And I could not find what was causing the grief. And I, you know, and I just thought, I'm not going to even think about that. I'll just make something up. <laughs> I'm just going to be here and let my heart hurt and let myself be in this deep place of grief. And after several hours, it lifted. And I thanked the grief. And I thanked myself for staying with it. And it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. So as we love all those things in our life and are grateful for all those things in our lives, we do not want to forget the things that have brought us to where we are now. Because there is not one thing we can eliminate because it all brought us here into our present moment and into our life. So adoration of the father, adoration of the mother, and adoration of the self. There is a song lyric that I want to share with you because it's really meant so much to me. And I, I love the tune. It's early American. And um, I'm going to play that afterwards. I'm going to do a variations on this hymn tune, early American hymn tune. But I want to give you the words because it is just so touching and wonderful to me. My life goes on in endless song above earth's lamentations. 
I hear the near, not far off sound that hails a new creation. No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. Since love is Lord or all the earth, how can I keep from singing?
the Buddha says, let us rise up and be thankful. Let us rise up and be thankful. For if we didn't learn a lot today, at least we learned a little. (laughs) And if we didn't learn a little, at least we didn't get sick. And if we got sick, at least we didn't die. So let us all be thankful. I am grateful for Myron, for having my beloved in my life, for each day waking up to his dear heart and each eve bidding him a sweet night's sleep. I am grateful for sharing our sanctuaries of home and garden and the hearts of our friends. I am appreciative of our coming to love later in life as each day is felt even more deeply than the more taken for granted entitled days of my youth. From the great mystic brother David Stendhal Rost, gratefulness is the key to a happy life that we hold in our hands because if we are not grateful, then no matter how much we have, we will not be happy because we will always want to have something else or something more. From Marcel Proust, let us be grateful to people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom. I am grateful for my work, of which mystical musings is a fundamental part of our offering to the world. I am grateful for you, this lovely community of mystics, together experiencing and sharing the core of the spiritual experience. I am grateful for my work with embodied learning and mentoring because with each student, I am myself learning more deeply how to anchor presence in our emotional embodied experience. I am grateful for even the heartbreak that inevitably finds its way into the life and work of embodiment practices. As we are here, but briefly, often with physical as well as emotional pain. I am grateful for the heartbreak as I learn ever more deeply that joy and woe are indeed woven fine, a clothing for the soul divine. I am grateful for the miracle of our even being here at all and for the miracle of this glorious day in this wondrous place with all of you, dear mystic hearts. Shalom. Christ be with you. Assalamu alaikum. Adieu. Adios. Aloha. We honor the place in you wherein the entire universe dwells. We honor the place in you which is of love, of truth, of light and dark, and of peace. As you are in that place in you, and we are in that place in us, in this present eternal moment with gratitude overflowing, we are one. Namaste.